You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Great to have your company. One team moves closer to silverware, another moves off the foot of the table. A few teams hoping the season ends now. The women's team's revving up for the finals and plenty of Easter eggs. And alongside me to get the job done is my co-host. Hello, mate. How was your Easter? Happy Easter. Very good. How are you going? Mate, I'm good. I, I think uh, you probably had a tougher day than me. While my teams were getting touched up uh, in the uh, St. George Premier League, you were out at the Easter show with your son for the first time and that would have been too many noises too much uh, drama for a little fella. Yeah, keeping me on my, on my toes. He was uh, running around everywhere, didn't want to sit still in the pram, um, up and about and uh, into the show bags and uh, into the cheese toasties, so having a good time. Mate, the good news is for you, or the bad news is you've only got about another 25 of those before he says, Dad, I want to go with my mates and uh, can you give me some, some cash just to go? And, you know, it sounds like a bad deal, but you're happy to pay the cash if you don't have to go. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll pay it tomorrow if I have to. <laughs> All right, trophy collectors, Melbourne City charging towards a third consecutive premiership. So they were stumbling, but uh, seemed to found a couple of gears again on the weekend. On the topic of City and records, marksman Jamie McLaren's brace against Wellington on Easter Monday took him to 140 goals, only two behind all-time leading scorer, Bessart Barisha. Yeah, he's uh, closing in now, isn't he? Um, he sort of he dipped, dipped a little bit in form over the last couple of weeks, but... Um... That's uh, all said and gone now, and he's back with a with a bang. And um, you know he's got, he's going to break that record uh, if it's not this season, uh, definitely next season. But I'll, I'll put my money on it; it'll be this, by the end of this season. Brighton defeated uh, Manchester City three two in the under twenty ones clash. And why is that important? Not only did it feature recently capped soccerer Alex Robertson, but Brighton's midfielder, former Sydney FC youngster Cam Papillon, scored a hat trick to sink City. Perpignan, yeah, I think I think that's the that's the French right, French pronunciation, but um, yeah, huge oh, for the huge. for the listeners. P e u p i o n. I've uh, had as good a crack as I can, but I, to be honest, even on translations and you know listening to pronunciations, I've heard ten different versions. So uh, you want to repeat it for us there, Vig? Perpignan, I think. Right, that's the way it goes. Anyway, he's he's yeah he's he's on fire. He's, from all uh, reports, he's been doing really well for Brighton um, in the under twenty threes and. Uh, progressing really nicely and, and he's a player that you know left Sydney because of uh, a lack of opportunity and, and got an opportunity abroad and um, now he's taken it with, with both hands and, and hopefully we see him uh, up in the first team. Maybe a lesson for the football powers of uh, the A-League. NRL power brokers have reportedly rejected a bold $200 million proposal to host three grand finals before the 2032 Olympics in Brisbane. So Money doesn't always talk, right? Sometimes it's a bit more about doing the right thing by people in your sport. Uh, you know, I know it definitely helps, but, uh, you know, that's what you expect from your game, isn't it? You expect that uh, they do the right thing by the fans and as well as, you know, I know Brisbane is a is a ma- major hub and a powerhouse in, in, in the ru- rugby league, but, uh, you know, they just knew it wouldn't have uh, probably worked for for mainly Sydney, who has a lot more teams here than, than uh, what they do. And so they've said, no, thank you very much. Yeah, look, we've spoken about this before. Like the game, football is is nothing without its fans, and um, you know, I, th- I think the a- APL and the A Legs they missed the beat last year when they announced that the grand final was going to be in Sydney for the next three years. So, um, you know, it, it's we, we need to learn from these, uh, I guess, mistakes or all these lessons, um, and we need to make better decisions moving forward. 
Yes, well, most certainly we have to. But uh, the women's finalism, how do you pronounce it? The final is isma. Is that is that how they say it? Finalisma? I don't know. Yeah. yeah finalisma between England, the UEFA champs, and Brazil, the Copa America winners, ended one one, which the Lionesses won four two on penalties, and most importantly, the attendance was eighty three thousand one hundred thirty two. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, that's huge. That is huge, oh, and um, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's good, good for the women's football. Good for the game. Um, you know, I think uh, we do. We have a, a possibility of breaking that record um, here in, in, for the FIFA Women's World Cup. I think Australia play Ireland in the in their first game. So hopefully, we can get a, a bigger crowd than that and, and break the record. Yeah, mate, I don't know if you're not going to the games, just lock your doors when the World Cup's on here. There won't be. You won't be able to get a glass of water. You won't be able to get a, a bus, a train, eating an Uber. You won't be able to get anything. You won't find a car park at Olympic Park, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, mate. Just lock in, lock the, lock in, stay in the house, just tell work, sorry, I can't, the World Cup's on. Hopefully that's a good enough excuse. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> mate, I love this one. So uh, never short of a quote, the line, the uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's quote. So he wrote uh, on one of the social media platforms during the week, the last time I cried was when I didn't receive my paycheck from Malmo FF. The reason his money was being paid to his parents because he was too young by law to receive an official salary. Zlatan's reply, okay, so they shouldn't receive all the points or my goals of winning them until I'm old enough. The next day, he was paid directly into his bank account. Well, the <laughs> king speak, when the king speaks, everyone everyone bows down and uh, does whatever he says. So, no, he's just a... God, he's, he's, he's a cool cat, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, he's. I can't believe he's still playing at the highest level. So, um, hats off to him. He's, he's an absolute machine. Mate, other than, obviously, you've got, you know, Messi and, and Ronaldo and then... You know, probably the next next breed is the uh, Harland and and Mbappe. Uh, yeah, does he rank just just below those those couple of big the huge names? Is he like you know still an absolute force of nature, but just that slightly like we're talking a hair below them? Yeah, just just slightly. I think in his books, he's probably just slightly above uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Way above. He's yeah, <laughs> he is. But um, yeah, look, he's. Yeah, some of the things he's done on a football field, and and for a player his size and his stature and and his build, um, he's got uh, his touch is just absolutely unbelievable, and he's got an absolute rocket of a shot. Um, can score from anywhere, uh, good in the air. Um, he's just had a, a tremendous career, and and who knows, maybe, um, you know, maybe in another world, he he is the best uh, the best player that's ever played. Mate, the way it's going, I know when my. Uh... My young 11-year-old gets to that sort of level. Hopefully one day, uh, definitely Messi and Ronaldo will be gone, but he might still be playing. So he might get the chance to, to play with, uh, he, he, with the great Zlatan, that Ibrahimovic, the lion, by, if he keeps going as long as he is. Yeah, that said, he's like the LeBron James of football, isn't he? He's just, he's, he'll play, what is he, 42 now or something like that? He, he could play until he's 46. Because he's abroad, Irvine and Metcalf, St. Pauli makes it 10 wins in a row to sit in fourth, four points behind third. So it's been an amazing uh, turnaround for that club since uh, since the World Cup. Aaron Moy enjoyed uh, success in the old firm, defeating Rangers 3-2. Mitch Langerak keeps another team scoreless as Nagoya Grampus and Aroa Reds end nil-nil. And a big day for Dennis Genero in his first start, providing an assist as his team Toulouse defeated Montpellier 2-1. Yeah, good to see uh, Denis Genre back um, in in the starting lineup. He hasn't played a lot of football uh, this season. Obviously, he was he was injured at the start of the season, so uh, finding his way back into the team and um, good to see him get he, get his uh, debut and, and an assist. And um, the St. Pauli boys, eh? They're absolutely flying. I think um, red hot those boys. Yeah, look, they they. 
pushing for promotion now because they're, they're on absolute uh, 10 game winning streak. Um, and I think, uh, their, their rivals, their, their arch rivals in, uh, Hamburg are sitting in that second spot, um, to go up. So it could go, uh, down to the wire, wire in, uh, in Hamburg. I think, uh, St. Pauli are looking to gobble them up, the old hamburgers, but, uh, I'd, I'd have my money on them. The way they're going has been a fantastic. The boys, I'll tell you what, the boys are hungry, aren't they? <laughs> hungry. 160-kilometre for AVM update, Superhuman Bulls physio, Brendan, BMW White's upcoming run on the 15th of April to raise money for the Brain Foundation Australia. BMW has completed his last long run and is now fine-tuning for race day. I did catch up with him last week. He's in sensational form. He also makes me feel really bad about how I've uh, slackened off the training and he looks a million bucks and I look two bucks. But uh, besides that fact, he looks in fantastic spirits and uh, fantastic uh, shape. And so uh, I'm I'm very, very confident he'll get this job done and done easily. To date, he has raised $7,545 and the run is in uh, is in is next weekend. So timing time is running out. But you can still help by going to the mycause.com.au link we have set up on our our direct me page to donate. The run from Avalon Beach to Wollongong is open to everyone, so I hope to see you there. We'll tell you about uh, BMW's race next week. And the only other thing I had to add was he absolutely loved that uh, we, we're pushing for the Wollongong Whites to be included in the new MPL uh, men's uh, competitions or the A-League 2 men's competition. So uh, he's on board, so we don't have to worry about copyright there. If we can get that across the line, VIG, we've got a team, I think. Start the campaign, and, and surely we can get a uh, BMW uh, dealership sponsorship somewhere. So hey, um, hit, hit us up. The fittest, they'll be the fittest team in world football. Oh, if he's if he's doing the coaching, if he's doing the training, then oh, forget it. We'll, we'll outrun anyone. All right, PL News. City easily brushes past Southampton 4-1 to keep the pressure on Arsenal, who had to settle for a draw at Anfield against Liverpool. So Liverpool grabbing... Uh, Firmino grabbing a late equaliser, and I think that puts them six points behind now, but City has a game in hand so they can close it within three. So that was that could be very crucial at uh, the end of the season. Aston Villa's 2-0 defeat over Forest moved them into six, an amazing transformation since Gordibening Emery took over. So I don't know, they were in relegation zone, weren't they? Now they're absolutely flying near European football. Yeah, they were. He's um, he's come in and, and worked their mag- worked his magic. Um you know, yeah. with the with the squad he's got and 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 the players, um, he's, it's it's borderline a, a mere miracle, isn't it? If they, if they go on and play European football next year, uh, that'll be huge. They're they're a massive club in England. Um, you know, they've been up and down out of the Championship, back into the Premier League. Um, you know, over the past t- 10, 10 seasons, I guess they've, they've been a bit of a yo-yo club. So uh, good to see them back, and good to see them flying, and and they are a massive club, and. Uh, I've got a huge supporter base and, um, you know, it, it would be nice to, to see them playing European football next year. Wins for Man United, Newcastle and Tottenham keep the, type, the top four fight tight. And important wins for Bournemouth, West Ham, Wolves and Crystal Palace put a lot more pressure on the bottom four. So the likes of uh, Leicester and uh, Southampton that are really starting to uh, run out a bit of air down there. They're gonna, they need something, don't they? They need something quick. So uh, season's coming to a close very well, fast. I'll tell you what, Leicester need a coach, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, they do. That, that, that might be the first. That might be the first step to uh, to try and save them. But um, yeah, look, they're they're struggling. What are they? Twenty five points and, and twenty three for Southampton. Um, and then you got Forest and Everton on twenty seven, and, and Leeds just above on twenty nine. So um, you probably throw throw a blanket over those those five teams and um, pick three to go down. So, uh, but it's it's looking more likely that uh, Leicester and Southampton um, are going to be the first two to to book their tickets to the championship for next season. Can you believe it? What? How many years ago now? Leicester won the title, right? Probably the, one of the biggest upsets ever in uh, in world sport, 
and within a few seasons they've gone they go back down the championship that'd be absolute disaster for the fox fans but uh look it's so tight these days any any mistakes and uh you do get made to pay player escape room avondale's informed midfielder joey katabian joins us for a chat so that's pretty exciting revolutionized roundup of this week's men's fixtures and is there anything i didn't see big um I'll, i've been watching a bit of mls football so um of course they have, mate. You got you got Dennis, you got a passionate reason yeah, to be watching look, that league. Dennis Boanga, he's a um, LAFC uh, forward. Uh, scored a scored a hat trick on the weekend and um, three fantastic goals. Uh, one, he's cut inside, banged at top corner. Uh, another one, a volley, and um, I think the third one, I can't remember. It was a fantastic goal, just um, phenomenal. He's on fire. I think he's already scored ten goals this season um, across all competitions. So he's uh, absolutely flying for LAFC. Without the uh, women's uh, women's roundup, we've gone straight into my weekly rap, which has been replaced by shout out, dedicating a weekly song to a team or a player for their good or bad performance. This week's shout out is not in the A League, and it's probably a little bit left to field, but I just couldn't go past it. It goes out to the football fans of Austrian club Salzburg, with over thirteen hundred fans showing up to an under sevens friendly match in Austria. And the song we send to you is Lady Gaga's catchy track, Applause. So give yourselves a round of applause. Absolutely sensational support. And imagine the rush as a kid playing in front of a, 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 that size crowd. But that just goes to show, right? They are absolutely just fanatical. Different level, aren't they? That's, that's, um, that's crazy. I mean, I've never so, played in front of 1,300 fans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's massive. Um, you know, especially for, for a young kid. Imagine, like you said, imagine the buzz you get if uh, – you rocked up to, to football on the weekend and uh, there's 1,300 fans there cheering your on. So, um, yeah, great to see. Need more of it. Mate, by the time we get to 14s or 15s, they'll be sitting there saying to their teammates, oh, what's the biggest crowd you've ever played? Oh, I've played in front of 20 guys. I think my parents came. What about you? Oh, 1,300. This is a small crowd for us. Like, you know, they're playing they're playing like youth team under 15s or under 18s or something and they're sitting there saying, this is a rubbish crowd. But, yeah, look, that's that just goes to show, right, the absolute different level and, uh, yeah, so impressive. So, to those Salzburg fans, absolute uh, applause and fantastic. And let's see more of it. Let's see if we can put a challenge out there to see if there's any other, you know, big clubs in Europe that can go and go one better and get a bigger crowd into one of their youth and give their young guys, uh, the next generation, their future players, a big buzz and a big lift. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to see it out here in the A-League. Some of the A-League uh, youth clubs get amongst it. Yeah, be quite impressive. All right, A-League men's table. Melbourne City now have caught up, so everyone's on the same number of games. So they're on 48. I think we said, uh, you know, depending on how the game went against uh, victory, and we now know how that went, so stop the fight. I think uh, City have that silverware in their grasp there on 48. Adelaide United are in second on 41. The Mariners, after their victory on the weekend, in third on 37. The Wanderers in fourth on 35. Wellington, who are finding points really hard at the moment, and they're kind of going backwards, are sitting in fifth on 31. And then Sydney FC rounding out the top six on 29. Perth, a point further back uh, on 28, and Brisbane Raw, who have gone from last to <laughs> seventh in uh, the space of one win, and now sitting on 26. And so last week, we are talking about them getting the wooden spoon, and this week, we're talking about if results go their way, they could jump inside the top six. Yeah, geez, it's it's uh, unbelievably tight at the bottom uh, end of the table. I think what victory are last on 25th, and you got one, two, three, four teams on 26. Uh, Perth on 28 and, and Sydney on 29 in, in the six. So um, realistically, mathematically, a, any of those you know bottom bottom seven clubs can can still make uh, the top six. So um, it's yeah, it's it's crazy that that's even possible. But um, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at going into this weekend. 
I, I think I've given up trying to predict who's going to get in there. We did, I did say the Jets, uh, were, I put a rule line through them and they proved that with their 3-0 loss on the weekend. But, uh, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of fight there from the Bulls and a few of the other teams that I said couldn't make it, but they're still not in there. So at this stage, we're right on the money, but I think I'm going to stop predicting. But uh, let's get into our revolutionised roundup. We select a match of the day each and then a mini review of the other four games. So the match of the day, we uh, tell you the score, the goal scorers, the players of the game, the turning point, and what we would have changed, either Coach Gio or VIG, to have uh, got a result for one or both teams. So the first game was uh, Western United versus, this is on uh, Easter Friday, Western United versus Central Coast Mariners. How did this one go, VIG? Oh, this is actually mine. No, this is mine. Yeah, that's your one. Oh, wait, you, you almost, oh, oh, you, threw, you threw me one there. You almost threw me under the bus. It's not April Fool's. All right, so this one here, I can tell you how this one went. This, uh, this was 3-0 win to the away team, the Central Coast Mariners. Final Finals bound. Mariners have too many weapons for a Western United team that is just not the same team they were last season. Goals to Cummings, Encololo, and Wenzel Halls against his former club, which would have been nice for him as well as uh, Christian Thea Harris getting one up on his uh, his old employers. But, uh, yeah, Mariners keep the, uh, the the hunt in for, you know, a top two finish, if not at least a, a finals football, a finals appearance again. And for Western United, it was the one-hit wonders. They're the B-52s. They've uh, won it last year and they're nowhere to be seen. The B-52s. Um yeah, look, I I called it at the start of the season. I said they wouldn't make finals football. I, I don't know why. I just I thought with a with an aging squad, um, you know, I, 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 they didn't really add too much quality um, you know, at the start of the season. So, um, you know, straight off the bat, I thought that they would struggle to make the six. And and you know, I'm proven right so far. I guess they still can make it, but um, I I don't see them really making any impact um, even if they do get into that top six and and, and trying to um, retain their title so um, yeah I guess Central Coast good win for them um, you know they, they, were, they were pretty clinical in front of goal and um, take away the three points Mate, I, I think they're no hope, especially unless you get rid of that voodoo doll you've got with Western United. <laughs> so ever since you put the kiss of death on them, right, they can't win a trick. And, you know, like I said, I, I still don't know, maybe considering you know your stuff and you've got some contacts, you can find out what, what's going on. Like I said, they got given the golden ticket. They got given Bodic. He was going well. Then they dropped him. Then this week they brought him back in. But I don't know. It didn't look like they actually did. there was any reason behind it other than I don't know if he's if he's played up or if he's, you know, got a little bit ahead of himself or whatever. But yeah, just disappointing, and like I said, I you just don't see enough from them this year, and I, I think they're everything that was working last year is not working now because people have seen it before. Second of the Friday games was Adelaide United uh, sitting in second against uh, Sydney FC, who was sitting in sixth. So uh, a lot on the line. So how did you see this one, Vig? I know this one was yours. I'm not chucking you another curveball. <laughs> yeah, this was mine. This this was this was my my match of the round from my picks. Um, uh, the final score was uh, one all. Goals to Craig Goodwin in the 48th and uh, Alfie Lafondra in the 83rd to equalise. Um, player of the match, it was, it was a tough one to pick. There were a number of players who had good games and you could easily go with, with the goal scorer in Craig Goodwin for Adelaide. I, I thought he was fantastic, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with a, with a Sydney player and, and one we've spoken about a lot on this show, but it's, it's Max Burgess. Um, and surprise, surprise, he, he was playing in a more central role. Um, I think he had 77 touches on the ball, uh, 48 out of 59 uh, accurate passes. That's 81%. Four key passes and uh, one big one big chance created, and and he pretty much got the assist for Lafondre's goal as well. So um, when he gets on the ball and he and he dictates the play and and the tempo of the play, Sydney are a much better team in my opinion, and and I like him 
um, more central and with Lolly and, and Mac on the wing and uh, Lafondro or, or someone else up top. So, um, yeah, for me, he was, the, he was the player of the match. What was the turning point for you? Yeah, turning point. So there, there were subs made in the 64th minute by both teams. So Sydney bring Lafondra on. He comes on, scores the equaliser. Adelaide take off Ibasuki. So I, I don't know why, but you lose that presence up front. Someone who can hold up the ball um, and slow the ball, slow the game da- down, and then also bring bring players, attract players into him. So players like Goodwin and and Kiddo and uh, Halloran can can run off. So. Um, I think that was a, a mistake by, by Carvitt in, in bringing him off. I don't know if he was injured or, or what, but um, if there was something I would have changed, I would have left Ibasuki on. And, um, you know, he's the outlet up front, especially when you're 1-0 up. Um, he, he can control the, the pace of the game and, and he's good for a goal as well. Okay. Moving on to the uh, first of the Saturday games, it was the Brisbane Raw versus Newcastle Jets. This is also one that you covered. What happened here? It is. It was uh, 3-0 to the Brisbane Raw. Goals to Henry Hoare, Jay O'Shea and Skepovic. I think that's how you say it. Um, the scoreline, I don't think it quite reflects uh, the game in this one. Um, although I thought Brisbane were probably the better team um, uh, over the 90. I think they deserved the win. Um, I think they got a bit lucky with the uh, the penalty for the second goal. I don't think um, I don't think that's a foul in the box by Angus Thurgate. Um, I think it was on Henry Hoare. Um, Hall, Hall was smart. He sort of, yeah, I think he, he milked it a little bit, made the most of it. Um, but I, I just think that the contact is is more uh, two players sort of going for the ball. It's it's sort of simultaneous. It, it wasn't you know Thurgate getting in front or or Hall. So I think I don't, I don't know. For me, it, it was a bit soft for for a penalty, and it went to VAR. They reviewed it, and and they still gave it a penalty. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Did did you see it at all or? Yeah, I did, and I think Henry had gone down, so he scored obviously the goal, but then he went down a bit soft a little bit earlier, and I think uh, under Matty Yerman's challenge, and Yerman sort of gave him a tap when he ran past, was like, get up, and then a few minutes later, he's gone down, so I think he just needs to be really careful that he doesn't start becoming this uh, pack of cards that just goes down with the wind, because you start getting a reputation for that right, and it's not a good look, so I think he's an excellent young talent, he hasn't had as good a year this year as he did last year, but I think there's a lot of potential there in that kid, so don't get you know get the get the headlines for the goals, not for the diving and the falling over and all that sort of stuff. And you might have got yourself your team a penalty, but go down if it's a genuine. If you've got an impact and it, it does knock you off your feet, don't start falling down just because someone looks at you. So yeah, look, I I I don't think it was a pen, but you know I've seen them given before, so I, I reckon it was pretty soft. Yeah. And I reckon Newcastle will be pretty annoyed with that. <laughs> Moving on to the second of the Saturday games, it was the Macarthur Bulls hosting the Western Sydney Wanderers. That was my match of the day. So for me, the final score was two two. The goal scorers were Borello in the 42nd. He rose equalised for the Bulls in the 66th. Toure gave the Bulls the lead in the 91st, but that wasn't the end of it. Uh, Borello bounced back again in the 95th to uh, grab a second and uh, give his team uh, a point. For me, the player of the match was a sensational Brandon Borello, a stunning addition to the, the league this season. And, you know... <laughs> It, it just keeps getting better week in, week out. Not only is he absolutely, you know, top class, but he works hard. He never say die. Like I said, you know, he's he's, he's fighting to the last minute. He's, he hasn't thrown in the towel because they're down against a team that's, you know, lower ranked down the table. He keeps fighting and he ends up getting a an equaliser in the 95th and you saw how much it meant to him. So I think at uh, number one priority for the Wanderers uh, at the end of this season is make sure Brandon Borello, BB, is locked in long term. Yeah, you can see just the way he's playing. He's playing with so much confidence at the moment, and um, he's always had that that fight in him, that never say die. He's a, he's a he's a bit of a battler, but um, now he's he's adding goals to his game. He's got that quality. 
and um, he's playing with a, a big smile on his face. And, and when he's scoring goals, uh, you know, to, to get your team a point in the, in the last minute, um, why wouldn't you be smiling? Yeah, mate, he's all class. The uh, turning point for me was when, and this is a real late one, but uh, was when Yangi in the last few minutes of normal time rounds a keeper and misses an open goal. It would have given his team a 2-1 lead. I reckon they would have shut up shop then and been good enough with the, the defensive line they have as well as uh, Thomas to to shut that game out. But instead, they go behind uh, a few minutes later and then fortunately grab a, an equaliser. So I think that was the turning point. I think that would have given Western United all three points and all but killed off Bulls' chances of a finals spot. But, uh, you know, that's football and he missed the chance and, you know, they were good enough to make it, to, to come back and, and then Wanderers came back again. So, yeah, look, end-to-end football and entertaining for the fans, but frustrating, I think, if you're a Wanderers uh, fan or a Wander- or the Wanderers coach. And what I would have done to change uh, things for the Wanderers would have been, I prefer Ninkovic in a four-man midfield to create and play uh, and play, you know, his strikers in. And I would have played another striker alongside Barillo, so a Yangi or somebody else. I, I know he played with a, a four-man back line and then he plays two, two like, holding midfielders, two centre midfielders and two attacking midfielders, just like a, a cylinder. I, I don't know what he's trying to do there. And, you know, each their own. He's the coach and he lives and dies by the starting lineup and the formations, as I learn, <laughs> day in, day out. But, you know, I, I just think Ninkovic is not a striker, especially at this point in his career. He needs to be facing the goals, not back to goals. So... I definitely would have played him there and I think it would have created more chances for them and I think they would have finished off, uh, you know, a stubborn Bulls team a lot earlier. So that's the end of that one. And uh, moving on to the first of the two Sunday games, it was Melbourne victory versus Perth glory. And I think, uh, you know, almost the final chance, if not the, the, the last roll of the dice for the victory, if not the glory. So what happened here, VIG? It was the last roll of the dice, but uh, no numbers came up. It was a double bagel in <laughs> Melbourne. It was nil all the final score. Um bit of a war of attrition but uh nobody retreated in the end it was um back and forth action there were big chances at both ends of the pitch um i think clisby cleared one off the line for perth and romero hit the post for victory uh i think jacob dows one of the substitutes came on for perth he had a chance that that sort of hit the post as well i think um Izzo with a, a late save to deny Luke Bodnar and then Taggart with a free header in the box it was honestly it was all happening i, I can't believe there wasn't a goal in this game and then there was a bit of a late drama with what appeared um, to have seen uh, Jordan Elsie bring down Leighton Brooks uh, in the box. He sort of, I think Brooks sort of had to jump over him to to get to the ball. And I don't know if Elsie sort of moved his, lifted his leg a little bit to to trip him over. But um, you know, Bruno Fornaroli at, at the end of the game, he seemed to think that it was a dead set penalty, and he was he was you know nice and close to the action. So a bit of late drama. But um, and at the end of the day, um, final scores nil all and. Yeah, like you said, probably um, that's that's the end of end of Melbourne victory season. Um, they, they're going to have to win. What have they got? Three games left. They're going to have to win all three to even have a, a slight chance of of making the top six. Yeah, I think a little a little too late. But uh, the last game of the round was uh, Melbourne City hosting fellow top six. Uh, Hopefuls, Wellington Phoenix, uh, final score here was 4-1. So Phoenix's tough few weeks continues as they ca- can't convert their early chances and are harshly punished by Jay McIntyre, who both scored a brace. Wellington needs to find form to secure a final spot and have any chance of pushing for a championship. Uh, you know, it's kind of coincided with, uh, obviously, Zawada leaving and going and uh, being beside his wife for the birth, uh, for their first child, Leo. But uh, I think since then, they have just haven't been the same team. And even when he's come back in now, he had a chance early on, which he's been eating, eating up, uh, you know, and, and putting away for fun. But he, he was just a slightly off guard and, you know, maybe he is. 
up up feeding the baby at nights and he's having a few sleepless nights like the rest of us punters out in the street but uh yeah they're just not the same team yeah it's a it's a weird one obviously there's there's talk of uh Uffie going to Melbourne victory and uh you know Ollie Sales signed for Perth Glory for for the next couple of years um you know when you've got a player like that a leader at the club um that, that's that's you know leaving or chosen to leave halfway through the season or you know with, with a bit of the season left um, there's, there's always going to be some sort of friction, and, and like you said, Zawada having having left, he's had the birth of his first child. Um, you know, there, there's a lot happening at that club at the moment, but that they need to sort of just come together as a group and and really, you know, have a have some tough tough conversations within within the group and uh, pick themselves up for for this back end of the season because um, you know the, the first half was was so good and so promising, and, and they were playing some some really nice football. They were hard to break down as well. Um, but yeah, copying copying four goals against City, it's uh, it's never a good thing. That's the end of our uh, revolutionised roundup. After the break, we welcome to the player escape room a man whose team is flying high atop the MPL Victoria table. Avondale's on fire midfielder Joey Katabian, and uh, looking forward to that. And we'll catch you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the player escape room is a former Melbourne Victory and Brisbane Raw forward. Please welcome to the show Avondale FC's talented number thirty three. Joey Capian. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, mate. How are you going? Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. And like I said at the moment, mate, you're one of the star players of uh, of the Victorian MPL. So it's an uh, absolute thrill for us to get you on the show. How's everything with you, mate? I'm guessing the vibe in the squad at the moment is sky high. Yeah, look, everything's going yeah really well. No complaints at the moment. The boys are happy. Um, we'll just progress through to the next round of the Australia Cup, which is good. Um, I heard you declared. I heard you declared at uh, at uh, one for one hundred and eighteen or something. Is that how? Yeah, how <laughs> don't want to speak about it too much. It is what it is. It was a um, look. They they tried their hardest. It is what it is. We're we're in our league for a reason, um, and we've got the players there for to complete that job. It was a professional performance, but um, yeah, look, NPL wise, we we are doing well. It's still early on, so we're not getting um, complacent. Um, you know, Zaki keeps. Harping on about that, we've been in this position before. Um, but yeah, just gotta keep smashing it, mate. Your team, Avondale's come out the blocks fast, as we've said. Top of the table with six wins and a draw, with a huge eighteen-plus goal difference. So, congrats on the start to the season. But last year, there was no finals football. You finished just outside the top six in seventh. Can you put your finger on the reason for the impressive turnaround in such a short period of time? Ah, uh, look, last year was a, a big blip. We hadn't um, since my time at Avondale. That hasn't happened. We've made finals every year. We've been top three. I think last year just was a, we had multiple injuries, no excuses. We just weren't good enough in a lot of the areas at the football club. Um, we had a lot of uh, very, very good reviews after um, that footballing season. We had our individual reviews with our, our coaching staff, um, even with uh, you know our leadership team. We all caught up and just had it out and just said what needed to change, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, we've rocked up to, to pre-season with some, with some new faces. Um, unfortunately, lost some good players, but you know, I've been able to replace some of those boys with some, you know, um, fresh faces, some really good boys, good personalities, and yeah, we just had a cracker of a preseason. Everyone was happy. We got a new um, fitness coach who's been phenomenal, Johnny Cobiella, um, and yeah, he's, he's got us firing. So I put it down to just you know, we needed that break, um, just to reset mentally, especially, and yeah, we've come back. 
I look at, you know, lots of people come up with lots of plans, but to be able to get a plan in place, you know, in such a short period of time is a credit to not only to the coaching staff, but also to the players there. Mate, is there one player you could pick, you could pinpoint in particular you think's come in and just, you know, giving you guys a, a bit of a, you know, a breath of fresh air or pick me up or whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch? Oh, the way we're going, I could say essentially every player, but, you know, out of out of the new players that have come in, they've, they've all been exceptional we've had um you know Xander guys come across from from St Albans and we got him across just due to his work rate he's um phenomenal on the wing for us he can use both feet he works up and down the field um he's been great for us you know I've picked up Gav Gavin Denise in the midfield as well he's just been really good he hasn't had the game time he's wanted but whenever he's come on he's done a job he's um he's uh, utmost professional which is really good you know brought Brycey in from the Knights big blockhead at the back but um, he's very good technically as well, and he's brought in leadership, which is something we have lacked. We've always been a very young squad, young and vibrant squad, and he's just brought in that um, professionalism and um, leadership. He's come across with Tommy Manos from Knights as well, our, our new goalkeeper, um, who's yeah, fantastic bloke. He's just come into the change room, not shy at all, got his head going straight away. And, yeah, there, there was a few more boys that have come in, but... I think the new faces have been um, phenomenal, yeah. Mate, I love it. You sit on the fence and it probably means you've got more people buying your coffees now because you're not favouriting favoriting no, favorite, no, yeah. no favourites. No favourites. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mate, there's a lot of quality teams in the league, which is also highlighted by the success in the FFA Cup uh, you know, over the previous years. What matchup do you get most excited about when the draw comes out each season and you look at it? Is it uh, whether it be because they're a powerhouse or they're a rival? Which team do you look at and say, mate, can't wait till round whatever? Oh, every every I love playing every game. That that's just me me personally. But you you know you love playing against the the old you know your, your old NSL clubs like your, your South Melbournes, your Melbourne Knights, and whatnot. Um, we always have a cracker game against Melbourne Knights, whether it's at our ground or their ground. Um, really hard place to go to. They they do make that place a, a fortress. Um, yeah, South Melbourne and Oakley as well have probably been up there for the last few years as well. South Melbourne, obviously, with a fantastic. Um, a fantastic traditional club. They've they've done well for themselves. Um, but yeah, I, I love going to um, those fields and and having a crack. And you know, their their crowds smashing us all the time. I love being a part of that and um, being involved. Mate, of course. Anyone that knows football can see you're a talent, but things didn't work out at the victory, the raw, or while you're stewing trials with uh, FC Kukariki in in Serbia. What have you learned from those experiences? Oh, so much. Yeah, if 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 I didn't have those experiences, I, I wouldn't be. You know, the player and especially the person I am today. Um, victory was a fantastic part of my career, you know, coming through the youth system. Um, I've made my way back down the field a little bit. I used to be a striker, as you would know. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it was a professional club. Loved my time there. Look, back then, still now, they're what they're the biggest club in Australia. Um, and very hard to break into, to a team like that. You know, you had Bess up front, very sure up front. You know, it's how do you break into, how do you take his spot and um, and get a crack? Um, you know, have Barbarousas there as well. They're all just quality players. Similar at Raw, you know, Macker up top, just proven goal scorer, hard to, hard to take his spot. You had like Holman, Tommy Orr, Broish, Borello. These are all powerhouse names. So, look, training-wise, I improved so much as a player mentally and physically. Um, and yeah, I got to go overseas for a trial in Serbia, which was real, real good eye opener. 
um, facilities were, were really good. Um, but the, the young boys there, just phenomenal. I think some of those boys won the, I think it was the under 17 or under 20 World Cup with Serbia years ago. Um, so they had a few boys from that era and yeah, they're just professionals, European footballers. It's, it's such a different ball game over there. Um, yeah, I, I think I held my own, but yeah, just obviously I say I wasn't good enough to, to get that contract. I don't agree with that, and I can understand why you you found it difficult to break into a very good victory in a raw side. But the one that's not easy for me to understand is how can you form a raw coach, Aloisi, not find a job for you at Western United? <laughs> I'm not going to play hangman here. I'm not going to stitch you here and let you go out there and uh, you know and say something about him that you, you shouldn't be saying. But mate, I just can't actually believe when I look at the quality of their squad this year, and I know they won it last year, but it was like a sugar fix. They build a squad to win a league, not be successful over a period of time. That's just my opinion, but uh, surely when you've got that connection with Aloisi from your days from your time in Brisbane, I can't believe he hasn't come over and taken you out for dinner and wine and dine you and get you to sign with the, uh, the black and green. Ah, uh, look, look, Johnny Johnny A was uh, with me at Victory for a little bit, and um, he obviously saw the quality in me. You know, he was a striker himself. He had a great career in uh, professional football, um, and he's doing so well as a coach. Um, he actually gave me my deal at Brisbane, as you said before. But like I said, I just Look, I, I say I, I didn't do enough to get that that deal again. So that's obviously, you know, part of the reason why I might not have been on his radar down at Western United. Um, but no, yeah, water under the bridge is no, like I said, no hard feelings. Sometimes I'm too nice. Um, but yeah, that that would be the main reason. If he's not giving me that, you know, extension at Brisbane, um, the football club didn't give me the extension. I, I can understand why Western United wouldn't be really a, um, a an option. Yeah. And I second that you're too nice, and I and I totally disagree with you respectfully. I I think they should be knocking on your door, but uh, we'll leave it there, mate. Uh, you've been at the club a long time, so it's obvious that you love them as much as they love you. Do you still have ambitions to have another shot at the A League or overseas, or is the focus now on hopefully the club being accepted into the proposed second division next season? Uh, look, I'm I'm 27 years old. I know that it's you can you can hit your peak again, and I, at the moment I'm I'm playing very well. I feel fit. I'm firing. Um, look, if an A-League club knocks on my door, I'm, I'm not going to reject them straight away. Obviously, I'm going to have a chat with them, see what's going on, um, get the lay of the land. Overseas, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a reach. Um, not, not that I'm saying I've given up, um, but, you know, I've got a great life here in Melbourne at the moment. You know, I've um, got a fiancé now, you know, just bought a house. I'm, yeah, just things are happening. I've got a new job. I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, it'd be hard to, you know, ship up and move everything overseas. Um, but yeah, look, someone comes knocking. I'm not going to, I'm going to have the conversation with them. I do have a lot of contacts still in football, um, made some great mates and, you know, I do know some of the coaches. So, you know, hopefully we get them in the, um, Australia cup and I'll have a cracker against them and we'll see. Mate, it's nice to hear that you're doing, uh, every bit as well off the pitch as you are on it. Have you uh, set a date yet now that uh, you are engaged? Yeah, yeah, we've got. Um, we have to do it after the season. I knew it was off season. Everyone knows football, it's off season. Football is our uh, priority, as, as uh, my partner knows. Um, yeah, we've, we've set a date. Yeah, in twenty twenty four in October. So still got a while ago, but I've been told it uh, it comes around pretty quickly. It does, mate. I think that's just enough time. Only just. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, mate. I've seen a few photos of you um, dressed in Harry Potter costume, mentioning Gryffindor <laughs> and Muggles, etc. Are you really a big fan? Yeah, man, humongous. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one expects it. Um, 
I love you. this, mate. This is this is not me poking funny. No, my, it's good. I, yeah, I like mate, it. I like my it stepdaughter, well. my stepdaughter's absolutely obsessed, and we took uh, her and my uh, my son down to watch the show in Melbourne uh, a couple of months ago, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. from it was another planet. It was unbelievably good. So, yeah. and, and like when I was a kid, we didn't really have something. This Star Wars was ours, not Harry Potter. So I, I understand yeah. why they love it. But uh, mate, I, I think, like I said, you're the man to have at the uh, end of season trips with a fancy dress because you go all out. Hundred percent, man. It's just I grew up, grew up with Harry Potter. I just me and the the series clicked. I read all the books multiple times. Mum used to read them to me when I was young, and then I just from there just loved it. And yeah, I've just always been one of my. It's probably my favorite um, favorite series ever. So you're a Gryffindor, right? That's like Avondale to you. Hundred percent, hundred percent Gryffindor, hundred percent. But you can tell how much I know about uh, Harry Potter because I called him a few weeks ago on the show. I called him Dumbledore, and my said, <laughs> "Dumbledore, you dope." So, uh, go I'm officially I know a lot more about football than I do Harry Potter, but I do try. I reckon I'm the I reckon I'm the opposite. I think I know a bit more about Harry Potter than football. Uh, you can ask all the boys in the team as well. <laughs> that means when you have kids, you're absolutely set because, like I said, if you have to teach yourself to like that stuff, you're in a world of pain. But oh, yeah. I love the kids' animated movie, so it's been really easy, and I don't dislike Harry Potter. I just don't dress up like you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I do have a few uh, few costumes, so um, yeah, I've got them in the in the back of the closet, ready to go. I absolutely love it. All right, mate, you've uh, you passed that with flying colours. So um, I'd like to play the first game we play with our guests, which is called Six Aside, where I ask you six questions about you and your teammates. But to make it a little bit uh, more fair and easy for you, I'm going to put a spin on it and let you uh, leave it open for former or current teammates. So all you have to do is name a player that you're currently playing with at Avondale or that you've played with at uh, Raw or Victory or anywhere else you've played at. And uh, you ready to roll? Let's give it a crack. All right, first one. Which player has the best sense of humour? Oh, off the t- straight straight off the top of my head, Brandon Lundy. Okay, former player at Avondale is now at Oakley. Okay, so he's but he's left you guys. So maybe were you guys not funny enough for him, or he wanted a new audience, or what's going on there? I think he might have just wanted a new audience. He was with <laughs> us for quite a few years. He just wanted to go and express himself elsewhere. But um, no, we're still in contact. He's a, he's a good mate, and um, yeah, he's our, yeah, absolute clown, clown of the change room. Are you both are you fierce rivals? But when you play, obviously, oh, 100%. I haven't played him yet, but I'm going to give it to him 100% when we oh, play. Oh, is it this year? Do we get the big matchup this year? Yeah, yeah. So well, we haven't played Oakley yet. So we play them, oh, I can't remember when, but in, yeah, four or five weeks or what, what it might be. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which player is guaranteed to pick up a joint bill? So you go out for a team lunch or coffee or something. Which is the guy that's most certain going to grab it and say no problems? And which is the guy that, uh, you know, makes every excuse? He's got it. Where, where's the toilet? Uh, we've got a phone call and just runs. <laughs> oh, um, off the top of my head, who would probably pay for it all? Probably, probably Chris Oldfield, former player, former player of mine. He's a good mate of mine off the field. He'd probably pay for everything. Where, where'd you guys play uh, play together? Yeah, we played at Avondale together as well. Okay. He's now with the, he's now with the Melbourne Knights. Okay. Um, and who would? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the second part to who would. Um, what about what about Archie or Barisha? Are they picking up the tab or no? That's why they've got all the. No, nah, definitely they're all right. They, they were they were sorted. They they were fine. They actually shouted me a few coffees sometimes, so they, they were really good. I don't actually know who's. Um, I think I just know really good blokes. I don't know any any crappy blokes that. Uh, good mate. Yeah. I would too. I, I'd, I'd pay the bill if I was out with you too, so I'm not surprised by you. <laughs> I'd do for you as well. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, Ledge. Who takes the longest in the shower? Is there a guy that you just know me. guaranteed? To- me, you. 100%. Okay. 100% it's me. After games, my um, 
my fiance is always just cracking it at me because I'm the last one out. I take too long. But also, I'll give Gavin Denise as well. But he'll sit in the ice bath for a long time and then take his time. What's yeah. the shower? What are the showers like at? Uh, is it Avenger? Is that what your st- your yeah Avenger Avenger Park? Uh, we've actually just got a brand new brand new uh, change room, so everything's um, nice and schmick. Um, nice. This is even couch. worse. This is even worse for your fiance now because you're going to take longer. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and the uh, water's nice and warm as well. So I just, you know, if I'm just a bit tired, I'll just rest in there for a little bit. Mate, touching on the Harry Potter stuff, does that mean are you also a big Avengers fan? So playing at a stadium called Avengers, does that also get you pumped I up? I do like, I do like the event, not as much as Harry Potter, but I do like the Marvel, Marvel comics and series. Um, yeah, it's um, probably another one of my favourites, but nah, nothing comes close to to HP. Mate, if, uh, if Avondale weren't worried when I was talking about uh, your options in the future, there will be if there's, a t- if there's a club that gets a home ground that has a Harry Potter theme. You'll I'm go- there. I'm you'll- there. I'm there. 100%, man. If I have to come into state, I'm there. <laughs> right. Who's the best roommate you've ever had? Or it might be someone that wasn't your roommate, but you just know the boys have said he's an absolute legend and you've hoped that you get him, but uh, you never have. Who have I stayed with multiple times? I usually get picked with. Zinni, when I stay away with with Avondale with Stefan Zinni, he's a he's a good roommate. Who's I'm just trying to think back in the who did I stay with usually? What do you like as a roommate? Are you someone that kind of keeps to himself, does his own thing, check a few emails, and that? Are you one of those guys that's wide and up, and so your roommate? Oh, I'm very relaxed, very relaxed. I'll go go down to the pool, have a dip, come back, relax, play some cards with some of the boys. Um, but yeah, look, I'd say probably Steph. We've we've stayed together a few times when we've gone on our interstate trips and whatnot. And yeah, he's good good one to have. All right. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Uh, to this day, I but his name was Matthew Delpierre. Okay. That'd he was a centre centre back at Melbourne Victory. Yep. Um, I believe he played with uh, with Stuttgart overseas. Um, he came for he was with Victory for a season. Yep. This day, I still absolute absolute class defender, gentleman, and was just a phenomenal football they didn't get out of first gear but just was phenomenal that's uh, that's one that's actually stuck in my head and i've actually got a stud mark on my ankle from him and it stayed on my it stayed on my ankle so i'll take that that's like that's like a tattoo or like i don't know a war scar right 100 yeah but he was he was just in in terms of just a overall play he was phenomenal and i think his first season he won it with victory as well um but yeah he, he was he was phenomenal they seem to have a knack of that, don't they? So at the moment, they've picked up in the transfer window De Silva, who seems to be, uh, he scored on debut and he scored again on the weekend. So he seems to be another handy guy. They seem to be getting guys. And that's obviously having a guy at the back whose experience is, is excellent for a squad who, you know, to be honest, has been struggling this year, but hopefully it sets it up for the future. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm sure you know Popovich well. He knows how to coach a, a footballing team and he'll he'll get the right players in. Um, and, yeah, he, he'll end up doing a job. I I'm, I'm, have no doubt about it. And if he does, he'd get that to number 33 back from Avondale. But, uh, <laughs> uh, one day, maybe one day, we'll see. Which player would make the best Hollywood actor? Blake Carpenter. Okay. Is he another current Avondale? Absolute clown. Okay. But so he'd, he'd be the he's new... Good at every, he's good at everything. He can sing, he can dance, he can talk absolute nonsense, he can be serious. But yeah, Blake Carpenter, 100%. Sounds a bit like Hugh Jackman. He could be the next Hugh Jackman. The greatest showman, you, yeah. put, you put Blake Carpenter in there instead of Hugh Jackman, he'll kill it. All right, so tell me this then. If uh, if he's a good singer, is there anyone else? Are you a good singer? Who else in the squad can sing? Or No, nah, I'm, I'm shocking. A- again, Blake, he just, he'll start singing in the middle of the change room. He loves Chris Brown. So it's just, 
he's phenomenal at it. We actually had a karaoke session a few weeks ago for his partner's birthday, yeah, and he, he was on the mic the most. So, yeah, he's really good. Who's the DJ in the change rooms? Chrissy Chodesky and Dylan Jacoupi. Chrissy's been smashing it lately, actually. Um, we got a brand new speaker as well. It's just, it's, actually, it's probably too loud, but um, yeah, he, he's been really good. Um, and yeah, we're winning, so we're not changing it at the moment. I was going to say, mate, he might start taking credit for this. When I said to you, what's the big turnaround? He might think it's because uh, he's a great DJ. So I'd, I'd be hosing that down pretty, pretty quick, smart. 100%. He, I'm sure he'd take it as well. All right, mate, uh, let's move on to the second game I like to play, which is called 1-2, so I'll give you a few topics and you tell me your thoughts on it. Cool. AFL. Oh, best. What a but, what a. But you're a footballer, ball. mate. You're a round ball player, not a... You ask all my mates, everyone at Avondale, my family, I'm, I'm a big AFL fan. Haven't seen a premiership from my team from Carlton yet, but it look, looks like we're, we're on track, but... Yeah, I just yeah, I'm too used to disappointment with them, but we're we're getting much better. Mate, uh, I, I I say this all the time. We have the best sport, the best game, as in you know every game's different. There's not the same like rugby league and AFL, but the crowds they get in Melbourne for the AFL, we're still got a long way to go. Ah, oh, for not yeah, I I agree. I I definitely definitely agree on that. But yeah, it's um just just since I was young, I've just always loved AFL. Um, Probably try and play a year of it when I finish up with um with with our football. Um, be, be careful, but because what I'm told is, see, you, you probably get away with being kicked and whacked and that because your body's used to it. But going to AFL, they tell you that you, if your body's not used to it, we might get. No, nah, I'm telling you, I'd get abs- I'd get absolutely crunched in my until I get used to it. I'd get absolutely crunched. I wouldn't expect it. I'll tell you what, you kick you kick long and straight. I'd be backing you for that. And yeah, I reckon I, I reckon I play forward pocket or half forward or something, or maybe on the wing. I'm not sure. Right, the gaffer Zoran Markovsky. What's a good word for it? Champion. Okay. Champion. You got a lot of time it's, for him. Yeah. yeah, real professional. He's. Um, I had him as an assistant when I first come to Avondale, and um, yeah, he welcomed me, made me feel a part of the team. Um, we've <laughs> we've been through a lot, Zoki and I, in terms of you know ups and downs in in a in a professional sense. Um, but I know, you know, off the field, he'd do anything for me. He's a, a great person, great family man. Um, but, yeah, he's he's had an amount of success as a player. Um, and, you know, since I've moved back into that def- more defensive CDM role, he's um, given me a lot of advice, you know, with Jeff Fleming and, um, and Andy Vargas. So, yeah, look, champion guy and, yeah, a lot of respect for him. So it wouldn't shock you at all. Obviously, the MPL is a springboard for A leagues. You wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise at all in the coming years if one of the A league clubs snap him up. Nah, not at all. With it, with his experience of the game and his knowledge of the, of the game, um, I have no doubt that he could easily step into some sort of um, role in in an A league club. Um, especially, he's, he's very good with his with his players as a man manager. You know, he knows when to you know be a mate, be a good person, blah blah. blah. But obviously, there's the other way as well. When you know he needs to be you know tough on us and strict, he can definitely do that. Great to hear. Celebrity crush, Emma Watson. Okay, I was <laughs> that was quick, mate. <laughs> Emma Watson. You oh. ask, I can say you ask my mates, my family, my yeah, my team. Emma Watson. Oh, then a harder question: yeah. How many posters have you got around you, of your room? Of her? I'm not allowed to anymore because of uh, my partner. But I, I used to have some. <laughs> I'm yeah, not allowed to anymore. I've got to keep the sword clean. Yeah, have to. Um, it used to be Jessica Elba. Yep. Um, but yeah, now it's uh, yeah Emma Watson. Yeah, I love it. Ability on the dance floor. Oh, uh, as in mine or the best person's? Yours. 
Nah, no good. I'm the tin man. I've are got really? my, hip, my hips are no good. Um, okay. But yeah, it takes me a while to get warmed up. Um, I'm not. I'm not shocking, but yeah, no, no good on the D floor. Hey, I don't think I've ever seen a good goal scorer who can dance on the dance floor. I, I, you kind of expect that they they would have quick feet and be good, but it just seems like I don't know. Maybe you just push yourselves too hard on the pitch that it's just not good for anything. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, if you're not not me, I'm not a, not a dancer. No. Something you've always wanted to do but have never tried yet. Besides, get married. That's coming 2024. <laughs> That'd be a good answer, wouldn't it? Um, something I've always wanted to do but never tried. Yeah, yeah. Are you an adrenaline junkie or? No, nah, no, nah, no heights, nothing whatsoever. Okay. And I've done Harry Potter World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, London, I've been yeah. to the one in London. Yep. Oh, it's a good one. Like I've always wanted to do, you know, a Europe trip, which I am doing soon, but okay. that's not really the best answer, but. I'm, That's I'm, honest I'm, answer. I'm happy with honest answers. Yeah, I've done, I've done a European done, trip. Yeah, I've done quite a bit. But yeah, I'd say yeah, just go and go to Europe for you know four weeks after the season, so that'll be good. Or if they if they do a remake of Harry Potter, just get a, a small, you know, extras role or something in it. I imagine that. But to be fair, something I've always wanted to do but haven't done yet would be meet people from the Harry Potter cast. Like okay. that'd be that'd be phenomenal. But well, I'll get well, I'll get started on that. All right. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. You know, might need to use some of your contacts. Yeah, I know. The thing that makes you laugh the most? Mm. Oh, at the moment, just Kevin Hart. He's killing me. He just, I don't know what it is. I've just gone through a Kevin Hart phase. He's, he's, um, he's quality and, um, you know, Chunks and Philly. I don't know if you've seen them. I do watch a bit of them, um, on YouTube. They kill me. I'm, I've been watching a lot of like stand up comedy recently. Um, but, that's probably at the moment, yeah, probably the thing that makes me laugh the most at the moment. But means you're in a good place, mate. That's the good thing. On and off the picture in a good place. So you're watching yeah. if, you're, if you're watching dark, dark, cynical things, I'd be a bit worried <laughs> for you. Yeah, I don't do any of that. The, the darkest stuff I watch is probably the is Harry Potter, and that's not even that dark. <laughs> but um, yeah. Talking during a movie. What's that? Talking during a movie. Talking during a movie. Yeah, is, that, is are you a fan, no fan? Do you talk during a movie? Nah, not really. I like to watch and I I have a I have a habit of doing this. I actually pick up on the stuff that's going to happen and I kind of ruin it for myself. Okay. And I always tell my partner, oh, that's going to happen. And she, yeah, she doesn't, she's not happy about it. Um, so if I leaned uh, over to you during a Harry Potter movie and said, who's the bloke with the glass? It's just like, no, no. Nah, look, if educational purposes, I'll help you. But <laughs> let me watch the movie and I might explain to you after. Because I want, I want everyone around me to enjoy the movie as well. So I'd try and uh, for educational purposes, I'd help. Nice answer. What motivates you to work hard? Just the end result, I suppose. I always think about how good an end result can be and where I want to get to, um, what I need to do to get there. So I think that just motivates me um, the most, I suppose. And, yeah, I think having fun while I do stuff, I think that's a massive a massive part of it. Mate, uh, I know you're a busy man, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. But, uh, mate, I already thought that you should be playing in the A-League based on uh, what I see on the pitch. But uh, after speaking with you now, I think uh, you ticked the off the field as well. So, mate, I wish you all the best uh, for the remainder of the season and hope that Avondale keep to uh, keep winning games and keep you at the top of the table. I wish you good luck also, mate, in uh, preparing for your 2024 wedding. I also, uh, we'll get started on trying to find some of these Harry Potter cast people for you to meet because <laughs> then I know I'll get in your good books. But uh, And also, mate, that uh, Carlton start keep doing well. But uh, until we speak again, I wish you all the best, mate, and thank you very much for coming on the Football Revolution.
You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. Fantastic chatting with Joey. Hopefully his outstanding season continues and he creates a path back into the A-League because I'd love to see him back uh, in there mixing it with the big boys. But uh, until then, all the best with uh, Avondale. So now it's time for our clinical finish, the end of our show. So first up is our WTF, our What the Foot. I know I've talked about this a few times this season and I can guarantee this will be the last, but I, I just couldn't get past this. So despite being sent off against the Newcastle Jets, Melbourne City captain was eligible to play in the Wednesday resumed Melbourne derby. This is due to the game being counted as a, resum- a resumption of a game not a new game. What the foot? Oh, I saw this. I don't, I don't know. Then they put out an explainer as well, and I still don't understand. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird one because obviously there were players that started in that match, um, you know, just just before Christmas, um, that are injured now and and can't play in the match. They're, they're like you said, Jamo gets sent off on on the weekend uh, before, but he's still eligible to play in that game because. I don't know. This game originally took place before the sending off, so uh, there, there's yeah, the rule book's the rule book. I guess it's it's there for a reason, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't make complete sense to to anyone, does it? No, this this game was played in BC, right? And so now they they've played it like you know a few few decades Christ, later. Christ, now, it was other, Christmas. Christ was born, and and he's they played uh, after. Yeah, the other thing that I would have looked if you're going to go the whole hog, right? You might as well do it all all or nothing. If you just play the game. 21 minutes gone, 1-0 up, I'm fine with that, but only play the players that are still with the club who are fit to play. So that if it means it's four on eight, I'm fine with that, right? But don't start to pick rules and pick and choose what you can do. Okay, Jamo yes. can play. So, so Romero, Romero played for victory, right? But he wasn't a victory player when the last time that, 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 that when they played the original derby, right? So he was signed in the in the January transfer window. He, so he wasn't even a victory player, but he actually played in the in the, in this the last seventy minutes of the derby. So I don't know. There's yeah, there's there's a few a uh, few grey areas um, surrounding the whole situation. So um, yeah, I suppose it's it's probably the first time it's it's happened here in Australia, um, something like that. So hopefully it's the last time we have to we have to deal with something like that. But um, mate, if they can if they can go get a time machine or go back in time, they're wasting their time in the A League. These blokes, they should be going out there making billions of dollars with their time machine. But this this was the perfect. We love their cornball, you know, rounds like the Star Wars round. This is the perfect round for them to get Doc from uh, Back to the Future and have the Back to the Future round. Right? We, we started the game twelve years ago, and now they've gone back in time to finish the game off. Oh, let's come uh, on, Marty. Let's say, let, let... <laughs> <laughs> Marty McFly, get the uh, get the Nikes on, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a bizarre one. It's uh, it's a bit stupid, but anyway, he was he was on the bench anyway, so it didn't really matter in the end, did it? No, what the foot case closed. All right, games to watch this week: Mariners welcome Melbourne City. So, uh, City can probably put uh, the Premier's plate if not already uh, in their in their cabinet and uh, kill kill off uh, Adelaide, but. Important for Mariners because they want to make sure that they uh, don't knock it over their shoulder with the remaining three rounds. So if they can get a positive result here against a team they may come up against in the finals, it's big for them. So probably bigger for the Mariners than it is at home again than it is for City. Phoenix tackle the raw, so uh, they've got to start to put some performances on the board and get some more points to get themselves away from uh, that big pack that's you know waiting to hover behind them. And Sydney FC versus Perth. So uh, Sydney obviously holding on to six at the moment, but Perth are just behind them, one point behind them. So a huge game here on pretty much uh, the outcome of Sydney Sydney's season, Sydney's coaches' future, and Perth's uh, finals hopes. 
Yeah, huge game. That's that's a massive one for Sydney. It's a it's a six pointer really. They they win that. They they go uh, clear of Perth and and probably cement themselves uh, with that six spot. Um, that, that's up for grabs with, with so many teams sort of going for it. So it, it's huge for Sydney. Um, and likewise, massive for Perth. You know, they could uh, they could have a bit of a breakout season with with Zadkovic and and the young players they've had there. They've been so good at home, but they've struggled away. So. It's a it's a massive game for them, and and if they do win, then um, you know that'll that'll knock Sydney out of the six. Yeah. Also, the women's finals uh, are back up and running. So after a week off, the elimination final between City and Victory, so the big Melbourne derby. So uh, there'll only be one Melbourne team uh, out of those two left, and the semi final between Sydney FC and uh, Western United. So uh, two excellent games, and uh, hope hopefully, no matter who wins, we just get uh, two quality games of football, especially heading into a. Uh, a women's World Cup in our uh, beautiful country. Yeah, finals football. It's uh, you know what every player at the start of the season you, you aim to play finals football, and um, you know Sydney finished uh, top of the league. They they faced Western United, the newcomers, and uh, then we've got the Melbourne Derby as well. So hopefully, two uh, two exciting games of football. All right, TFR fantasy update. I think uh, we, we're so busy with the show these days, we might get rid of it eventually. I think it's a waste of time. But, uh, <laughs> mate, uh, so, I, I wonder why you're saying that now, hey? Yeah, I know, mate. You're too good. But uh, so for me, my round score this week was 107, taking my total to 1,855. VIG, how did you go? Raise the bat and uh, I'll, I'll raise the bat as well. Uh, I ended up with 125 points uh, for the round, taking my total to uh, 1864. Is that the first time that you've been in front? So other than maybe week one or week two, I reckon I've led for, I've re- led this marathon and then the last 100 metres, you're going to sprint past me and break my heart. It might be, it might be, but you know, look, there's still a few rounds to go. It's still, still pretty tight there. Um, so anything can happen. Yeah, but I've just blown this massive lead and uh, you've just stayed patient and I've had to, I've used, like I said, I think I've got 12 uh, changes left. You've still got 22, which means you've just stayed patient, stayed consistent and loyal to you guys. But uh, yeah, I just got three weeks now to turn the ship around. But for me, Captain uh, Cummings got me 17, which was 34. Aldred got me 12 and Tilio 26. But cold, there was a few too many to name, but they were carried by my informed stars. But uh, you just had some bigger guns than that. So who was hot for you? Yeah, obviously, J-Mac, um, I had him at captain. He got me 23, uh, Goodwin with 17, and and the surprise packet, uh, Henry Hall with 21. So Yeah, damn you, Henry. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, w- w- you know, chastising him about his uh, diving in the box, but uh, maybe that got me a few points with a, with an assist for the uh, for the penalty. I'm going to put him in that time machine and send him back to the future. That would be great, getting rid of, get rid of him from, from your fantasy team. But uh, if you missed any part of the show or want to listen to other episodes, where can they catch it? Yeah, they can catch us on all good podcast flat, uh, platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, and also on uh, Football Nation Radio across their platforms and uh, also up on our YouTube channel. Bravo. There's uh, plenty of interesting men's clashes this weekend and the women's final finalists kick off. Uh, please get behind BMW in his 160K for AEVM Quest as this is the last week you can help. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you, and we look forward to your company again next Tuesday. And as we say until then, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a fantastic week. We'll catch you then.